The Fellowship of the Real is going live starting February 18th. The podcast will still be the polished, shiny, beautiful thing it is, but if you want to see the ugly side, the unedited side, the we'll-fix-it-in-the-mix side, then tune in February 18th at 10 a.m. U.S. Central Standard Time, or thereabouts. You can ask questions and leave comments during the show, and we will do our level best to respond. This time, we will be reviewing Hot Fuzz and Blade Runner The Final Cut. Yep, that's right. Tuning in live allows you to get a review weeks before it comes out. Did I mention it will be ugly, unedited, and that we'll have to fix it in the mix? See us there. Facebook.com, Fellowship of the Real. Are you recording this? Studying a movie in the mechanical level, I think, can, can really bring some revelation. I believe that no one says that to make a bad movie, with the exception of... On paper, this should work. Yeah, this should work. But I, I just don't like it. it. That's your own fault if you haven't seen it. Way over budget, start yeah, cutting right, yeah, scenes. Even the actors don't know what that movie is about. Shit, I, I wish I wrote that. Which I love the title, but that movie's trash. Well, it's oatmeal, man. It's good for you. All right. Fellowship of the Real. Four of us sitting around talking about movies. This is The Shining, not Stephen King's Shining. Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. Completely different. Completely different. Uh... Who picked this one? Who's pick was this? I picked that this was Sherry's one. pick. All right. And you, Sherry, you prefer this one over, I guess, uh, Stephen King's Shining? No. No. Why'd you pick this one then? Because I wanted to talk about it. <laughs> All right. Fair well, it was, th- this was a theatrical release. I don't think that one was not a theatrical release, was it? No. Do we do we have that rule as a stipulation? Or I didn't think about it until you said uh, it just now. Well, the thing is I, with, and I brought I brought the movie cases out so I could. Yeah, yeah. No, okay. I'm talking about Stephen King's The Shining is basically three movies put together. It's a miniseries for TV. Yeah, it was made for TV. But it's more faithful to his book as well, correct? From what I understand, I, mean, I didn't read the book. I, I guess y'all have. I haven't seen that yeah, version. Yeah, that's funny. So well, James, I've read the book, but we haven't seen that. Have you done both, Phil? No, well, then not, we uh, can uh, talk about it because well, I've watched this several times. Nice. And we can talk about well, the fact how that, this that goes. It's called, that it's got his name on it. Stephen King's The Shining. He wanted to differentiate, differentiate. Yeah, he from, did not like. He wrote Kubrick's. the screenplay for. Yeah, this. so that he, he's oh, saying this is not Kubrick's it's gotta be, or it's gotta whatever. Be, the, yeah, got to be faithful. Then, right, he did both. Yeah, it's got to be faithful. I would think. Yeah, yeah we can talk about it. And yeah, I would I'm think. sure there's some differences, but. Well, hmm. I, I wanted to watch Stephen King's The Shining because I knew y'all had read the book or you were listening mm-hmm. to it and. And of course, you can see my fingers. On, <laughs> on, uh, um, Chris and James have read or, or listened to. Did you read it or listen to? This time I listened to it, but I've you've read, read it. Okay. This would have probably been my fourth or fifth time oh, reading nice. it slash listening to it. Nice. No, I've only read it once. Okay. Um, I've never read it. It's a it's a fantastic book. Yeah. It's good. It's not. My favorite, actually, Stacy uh, had me look this up the other day because she asked me, "Hey, what's his most uh, you know best-selling book ever?" I, like, I have no idea. Like, and I was thinking, like, guessing, like maybe it, maybe Stan, right? It's this. It's The Shining. That's his number one seller. And apparently, That's he was really me. young when he wrote it. Yeah, because it came out in like '74, I think. So yeah, he was early in his career. But yeah. and he too had a small child at the time he wrote it. So yeah, I think. 
yeah, to me, like I'm a huge Stephen King fan. He is my favorite uh, author. But like, I didn't start reading him till way later, till like 2003, I think. Like, I think I said this before, maybe like serving the Dark Towers first, and yeah. then went back and started devouring all of his horror stuff. Like, I knew who he was, but he was the the horror guy. Like, I didn't give him much thought. But I do think it's interesting. Like his first. Like Cujo, uh, other than The Stand, like his first couple of books, Cujo, Carrie, The Shining, like they're all okay to me. Like they're way on the list as far, way down on the list as far as favorites to me. So I wonder if, like, had I been, you know, older and like picked them up when they came out, like would I have like dropped Stephen King? Because you know how like you you read a new author, if their first book doesn't blow you away, chances you've picking up the next one are kind of slim. So it's, it's very interesting to me that, you know. Well, I think he's gotten more sophisticated. Like, you know, his early book. Sure, hopefully. Mean Dog, Mean Car. <laughs> yeah. You know, okay. Right, right. <laughs> well, the one I refused. But he's gotten more sophisticated, obviously. Sure. Uh, well, I like the Mean Car one. I like Christine. Yeah. But, yeah. I like Christine. The yeah. one I, the movie I tried watching Carrie, I couldn't get past the few first few minutes. So I know I would never read. Yeah any of that but and not that i didn't like them they were they were good books but it's like he's got others that like are great yeah and then these weren't great to me yeah it's just interesting but yeah like dr sleep for example i like that way better than than the than the shining than the first one but you couldn't have that without the first one right right, right. have you seen dr sleep i've not it's an excellent sequel to the this movie yeah, it's danny right i feel like it's both i feel like it's really good like both i feel like it's a good sequel like a good adaptation of the book Yes, but it's faithful. Obviously, it's a movie, so it has to be faithful to the to the movie. Yeah. Well, um, so I, it's it it walks the line in both worlds, which yeah, I think is very really, very cool. it really well. Okay, I tried to send y'all an article I found about Doctor Sleep. Mm-hmm. Stephen King did approve of that script. He said that it kind of made up for, mm-hmm. I guess, the Stanley, shortcomings of yeah of okay. the Stanley Kubrick's movie script or whatever so he was okay with it but i haven't seen it so i don't know the it's cool from what i understand the 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 rift started between stephen king and stanley kubrick almost immediately kubrick picked up the shining out of a you know a pile of books to do a horror movie kubrick just wanted to do a horror movie yeah picked the shining and stephen king and him started talking and immediately recognized our two visions are completely worlds apart so Kubrick basically made an art piece. Yeah, I. It's interesting story. though because King had to sign off, right? Like he, so he just said, he "All right, bought the rights." Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I was getting at. So King was like, "All right, we're on different pages. I don't like it, but I'm gonna take this check." Yeah, right. Yeah, especially because it was what seventy, eighty. If so he's still had, fairly young. If yeah, he you even know, had he had the not power. gone through the stratosphere yet. Right. Yeah. 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 I don't know. This might have been his first like. Movie adaptation of one of his books, maybe. I don't know. I mean, mean, not. I don't know. You have that same experience. You wrote something, yeah, and then the movie came out a little bit different. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. sure, sure. So it's basically uh, Kubrick and the film company bought the rights from Stephen King, essentially. So it was, yeah. Here's your check. Take the money. Yeah, no, I I see what you're saying. It's a little bit different because I guess. You know, I wrote the script for them based off their idea as opposed to it being where King, it's solely his, sure. came from his, you know, his soul when he wrote the book first. Um, not, not that all writing doesn't come from your soul, but I mean, like, it was all his. Like, he owned mm-hmm. it, right? He came up with everything. And then, I don't know, so I thought it was interesting. Like, if he didn't click right away, he could have walked away. But instead, he was like, yeah, I'll take this check, whatever it was. might not have had the power. It might have just been, yeah. take the but, hey, we're or, making this, so yeah. might as well take the damn check. Yeah. Cash the check okay. or don't. We don't care. I don't know if this is true. <laughs> right. I found this on the internet. Uh, Carrie was the first movie that came out 
Okay, uh, before, okay. Yeah, and okay. then Salem's Lot, oh, damn, which I so watched that. Too? That was interesting. And then The Shining. And then Creepshow. That's another one, too. Salem's Joe. Lot. Like, Stacy read it uh, last year and really, really liked it. And what? when I read it, I was like, eh, like Salem's Lot. But I think oh. to me, because I came on to him so late... That like I knew what it was like I knew like he hides to me he hides the fact that it's a vampire in the book and I knew oh. that going into it so that ruined it for me and that's just because it's you know I read it tw- you know thirty years after he came out or whatever oh God. I think the first book I read of his was Cujo and I read it because someone said there's a lot more to it than the in the movie mm-hmm. and there is there's some strange stuff. I can't remember the first Stephen King book I read. I just I've always been kind of around it and absorbed by it. My mom read it. Yeah. A bunch. I had an uncle that owned them all, yeah. and like, but I never talked to him about it till like not never, but like growing up, like when I was a kid, and I remember seeing that. Like I talked to him years later, like after I started reading them. But yeah, hmm. so the Stanley Kubrick version. Yep. Sorry, we got off task there. Went on yeah, a Stephen no, King uh, tunnel. Oh yeah, we did. I well, I don't want to. It'll become clear how I feel about this movie, but. <laughs> I discovered I always thought I liked this movie, but you do not. And what I like are about four scenes of Jack Nicholson. Yeah, no, I, what I and we'll get into this, but what I discovered was I don't. I thought I liked this movie, and what I discovered is I like about four scenes of Jack Nicholson in this movie, mm-hmm. uh, and not even every scene of Jack Nicholson, just some. So uh, we'll get into why I think uh, this movie doesn't. <laughs> Whatever, and so... It doesn't uh, hit your mark. doesn't hit my mark the way I thought it did. Well, what about uh, the critics, movies, fans? Yeah, no, we're gonna, yeah, we need to get into the money, money, money critics, fans. Uh, I have the money and critics. I forgot to do the blurb. Does someone have the blurb or whatever? The It's The Shining. About, Everybody knows what well, it is. I can read. I want to read. Yeah, go ahead and read it. Got it. Okay. Wonderful. That right. will. Jack Torrance, Jack Nicholson, becomes winter caretaker at the isolated Overlook Hotel in Colorado. Hoping to cure his writer's block, he settles in along. Uh, he settles in along with his wife Wendy, who's played by Shelley Duvall, and his son Danny, played by Danny Lloyd, who is plagued by psychic premonitions. As Jack's writing goes nowhere and Danny's visions become more disturbing, Jack discovers the hotel's dark secrets and begins to unravel in a homicidal maniac hellbent on terrorizing his family. Yeah. <clears throat> Sounds about right. Yeah. So, so something I thought about, and just I guess I, I, at one point I was going to talk about it, and I don't know when, but like I guess I want to do it now because uh, the way the the wording and that premise, yeah. Jack's writing goes nowhere, right? Yeah. The reason this guy's writing goes nowhere to me yeah. because he's not a fucking writer. Like he blames everybody else on all of his stuff and his problems, particularly his wife. Yeah. Well, like, what did he write? He didn't write a damn thing in this movie. No. Like, he's as, as a writer, like, and I, I get it. Like, if we see him sitting there typing away, that's a boring-ass movie, right? So other stuff, very cool. Other exciting things have got to happen. But, like, I've seen other movies about writers that well, were more convincing. Well, it's a big reveal. His writing becomes a big reveal. Well, it did, but yeah. I guess. I see what you're saying. It's, but it's so hardy. So he didn't even have any, like, pages that were, like, of, of actual normal no. stuff, right? No. Question. Like, yeah. What was he writing again in this one? Because, like I said, I watched... Stephen King's The Shining uh, last, mm-hmm. and I know he was writing um, a play. Mm-hmm. And that, what was he writing? In was he writing a I think movie? He said it was a book. Yeah, a book. I thought okay. it was just a novel because he's think... like, I'm outlining a novel. Is what he said at the beginning yeah, okay. during the interview. In in the novel, The Shining, I think he's writing a book as well. But yeah. he in the book is like a, he's a professor of literature, English yeah. or whatever. He is a writer, but maybe in the movie. 
He was a te- he was a teacher. Yeah, in the yeah. movie, it's never. He just seems kind of like a down and out loser a little bit. Yeah, well, he's, well, he's, he's his teacher in the interview. Yeah, in the movie, I thought. But that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but he had become. He's five months sober. I guess that's the same in both. Anyway, sure. He makes up. We're not going to get into this, but every time I hear it, I I shake my head. If you're a writer and you think there's such a thing as writer's block, then you're full of shit. Okay. Because uh, in the movie he's like nothing's coming to me yet. Okay, right, right, right. right. Okay, so while well, he's sleeping half the day, well, and fucking you know getting up, and his wife's making him bread. Like he was pissing me off, man. As a sure, as a, as but a writer. if you're a writer, like you got five months. No, you don't have to do shit, and and you can't write anything. You're not a writer. Yeah, I think you said it best once. And you, all right, I'm an astronaut then. If you're a writer, so I've never been to the moon, <laughs> and I don't go to fucking you know NASA and training and all that. Well, but, I'm, but I'm an astronaut. If you can't. Think of an idea. Take an archetypal character and a standard yeah. plot, uh, sure. and 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 just run him through the the steps, and yep. it'll be a paid by numbers story. But at least you'll have something that maybe will. Sure. There's no such. There is no such thing as writers. Absolutely, yeah, no ideas are coming thing. to you all the time. Now, you know, maybe not all these are brilliant ideas, but you're always getting ideas for stuff, right? Always getting yeah. ideas yeah. for yeah. Or a character or a story. Yeah. And then, yeah, maybe it fades in a couple of days because it was shit, or maybe it's not ready yet you know and, the, and part of that comes back to you yeah. later when you're able to put that character and then the scenario come up with but oh. yeah it was really annoying to me that he was right and again well. that's i guess not the point of the movie yeah. interesting <laughs> though on that deal uh with to me like uh stephen king puts a lot of i think a lot of writers but he puts a lot of himself in his stories mm-hmm. and yet he was a professor and he was a writer or a teacher not really yeah. a professor but he was a teacher and then you know became a writer so i feel like that's probably why that guy had that background yeah stephen king Stephen King is the is the. Well, he's work- a real writer, by the way. He is a real writer, but he's he's not an artsy writer. He's a workaday writer. He's a nine to five writer. It means he punches the clock and he gets the words. Sure. Now he'll he'll be in a store and he'll and he'll see plate glass and he'll come up with a story for the mess. That's not going to win the Pulitzer, but it'll it's scare a, the shit it, out of you. But it's a blue collar, grinded out story, and Stephen King doesn't f around, right? Sure. Right. Okay. His and, best books are the longest ones. Sure. Sure. And where his idea for this came from, he actually stayed in. Uh, sure. The Stanley Hotel in Colorado. There is no writer's block. Stephen King has never had writer's block. Uh, <laughs> but Jack Torrance does. Sure, yeah, because yeah, he's you know he's got to write the great American novel, and that's anyway. Well, I think uh, <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah, just looking at it, he, the character of Jack Torrance was wanted to live the life of Jack Kerouac and yeah, yeah. Bukowski and oh, all that, sure. just drink and write the great American novel. Yeah, well, maybe that's his motivation. But in the movie, none of that is stated. He's yeah. just a guy looking for a job. When you first see him, I, I know we're jumping ahead a little bit. He just looks like a guy that's smiling and grinning. I got to get a job. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Feeding, feeding lip service, feeding them what right. they want to hear so he gets a job. Uh, there was yeah, people yeah. killed here, sir. Yep, my wife's going to love it. I'm gonna fuck uh, yeah. You're going to be up here, you know, months and months at a time. Nope, we're going to need that it. That won't happen to me. You know? It's like, okay, dude. Anyway, so... Yeah, I, I think some of that's just the the foreboding, right? And the yeah. I promise you that won't happen to me. Right. Well, well you know, watching my you know late looks at me or whatever and goes, you know, gives you a little side look because he knows. All right, that's bullshit. That's <laughs> sure. There's there's a clever a couple clever moments that we'll get to in a second. That's the blurb. This was uh, released in uh, 1980, May 23rd, domestic. It cleared 45 million uh, international. I guess it wasn't released that much. What was the budget? I'm sorry. The budget was uh, 19 million. So 19 and made 45? Estimated in, in, 19 domestic, million, yeah. Domestic, 45. International, 1 million, 6. So Ooh. I guess it didn't get a lot of domestic release, not like it does now. And then worldwide, 47 total on a 19 million budget. 
tomato meter for critics. Critics and fans are much kinder to this movie than than I think that it deserves. Tomato meter critics gave it eighty two percent, which means you know obviously eighty two percent gave it three stars or higher, and then ninety three fans give this thing the uh, three stars or above. And I would have up until the time I started looking at it closely, you know. But we'll get into that. And I and I know this movie is loved, and so if you like it, great. Uh, I think it's a mess, but we'll get into that. <laughs> All right. That was it. That's the podcast. That's a review. It's a mess. And we're done. Here was the closing music. All right. uh, so th- this is obviously... Okay, so Sherry reminded me, we're going to do four podcasts. We're re- recording these way before the time. You know, we, got, we have them in the pipe, so by the time this comes out, it'll be a month, six weeks, whatever. But we're doing four scary movies for Halloween, and we plan on trying to release those the four weeks in October. And so this will be one of the releases in October in celebration of Halloween and all things scary. So this, all four of these movies that will release most likely will be the genre of monster in the house. I think this is a monster in the house. It, I think uh, this one's the house is the monster. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Which requires, as we have said before on other podcasts, a monster, a house, and a sin. The monster, I think we could call it Call him Jack, call him Grady, call him Lloyd, you know, the influences, mm-hmm. the haunted hotel, whatever. The house obviously is the overlook. And I was hard pressed to find the sin of this movie. So I don't Being know. an asshole. Yeah. Well Well, it's alcoholism, it's uh abuse, mental, physical abuse. That that's only verbal, sin. Verbal abuse. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I, 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 I can buy alcohol. those things those things happened before they ever went to the hotel. Was the alcohol that late night drinking? Obviously, not in the movie. It's not really stated other than him uh, dislocating. Yeah, Danny's yeah. Well, he, I think it, I, I, that's a good point. I, I, I guess I detached from this movie. I yeah. didn't see it, but I think alcoholism is probably the sin because there's a scene when he goes in with Lloyd and he goes, mm-hmm. "Here's to the, you know, here's to the end of sobriety and all the damage it has caused me." You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. in in <laughs> again, I know back and forth to the book. In the book. The hotel, I think, the hotel takes him over as soon as he drinks. Yeah, has a drink. Yeah, he's in the movie. It's very similar. I don't know if this is what you're getting at, but he's he's very um, he's more sympathetic in the book, yeah, right? I mean, more. way more sympathetic. Where it's like, to me, we were talking a little bit in the interview. So in the interview uh, scene, it's, it's all lip service. There's a guy who needs a job. Which okay, whatever you need a job, you're like he's down on his luck. That's fine. Like that didn't necessarily rub me the wrong way. Um, and then they cut to some weird cuts in this movie, but they cut to his family, introduce them, and then they show them in the car. And like he's like such an asshole, and like he's creepy in the fucking car from yeah, like right. moment one. <laughs> well, yeah. to me, and 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 his, you know, you've been coming about. There's a couple of scenes with Jack. Um, I guess I don't know that I like them all, but like I watched all of them. Like couldn't look away because I'm just watching what this guy's gonna do next. Sure, you know? yeah. like <laughs> like he's <laughs> somebody's having fun at least with his damn movie, and I right. think he was, but. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, but he's not likable. Like they had so many moments where they could make him likable, and because I, cause I guess there was a, I don't know if it was an interview or if it's in the back of the book, but I remember Stephen King saying at one point, "I could make this guy just a straight up regular monster, or I could give him more motivation." So he went with the alcohol, like, you know, sure. and being an alcoholic kind of thing, and making him more human, right? Yeah, I mean, that's something everybody can theoretically relate to, right? You yeah, know? I didn't. I, I told Chair I was going to. I didn't look it up. I. I I felt like I gave way too much attention to this movie as it was, so I didn't. But I think, like, if you were looking at plot structure, 
Yes, we're looking at the beats, but I think obviously it's going to be a descent plot. It's going to be a descent into madness, right? Agreed. So Agreed. Yeah. You take a character who's in everyday world and you you bring him down, and that's a descent plot. It's by stages, you break him down until insanity or whatever it is at the end state that is far worse yeah, than his a, beginning. A negative work, not a positive. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. He doesn't negative change make the world descent. better. He doesn't become better. He becomes worse. Right. 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 And so I think that's what it is. But I think I don't. I don't think it's. Uh, well, he uh, starts out not very likable. Yeah, and that that bothered me a little with. bit. Like I wish he'd been, especially have from reading from have reading, having read the book. Yeah, he was he was definitely more likable. Yeah. in the book. Uh, Sherry, you had said, or some maybe you mentioned it, saying Stephen King. I uh, said about Kubrick's movie, they took a crazy guy and made him crazier, whereas Stephen King took a normal guy and made him crazy. Yep, which I think is far more. Superior way to go, right? I mean, if yeah. he's already crazy, it's not much of a nudge. Yeah, and you're not going to be on. Most people aren't going to be on board with this guy. Like I said, he's sitting in the car looking crazy as shit. Well, they, they and, we'll and get the stuff to it. But to his kid, you see that, honey? He saw it on TV, just like yeah. Well, they talk like, about the the, the Donner tag, party, but, you know. the uh-huh. Wendy. Yes, about the Donner party, and yeah, he was yeah, like, yeah. "No, I think it's a little far, a little farther west or whatever." And and then Danny asked what the Donner party was, and and I guess it's explained and. And Jack almost giggles, like he's almost a little too, and I wrote it down, a little too titillated about this whole cannibalism story. Uh, yeah. He's like smiling and laughing as he, I don't know, he had the glare. And I guess that's set up for what was coming, but. Yeah, and Danny was like, you mean they eat, eat each other up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but think about it, it just from a, and I don't want to go down this road, we've been kind of, you know, guilty of this before, but just from a writer's standpoint, if they had made him Jack's character more, maybe, maybe. It doesn't. It doesn't work with her character. Like if Wendy had tried to explain Donner, the, what the Donner party was, and then Jack's like, no, 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 we can't do that. Wendy, like neither one. Like she just stayed quiet, right? And, yeah. let, and Jack answered, but like as a dad, and this kid's real young, you're gonna explain cannibalism and all that shit. Like that just that bothered me. Yeah. And but they had a moment there where they could have like if he's, oh, no, no, don't worry about that. Like they could have had. He could have come up with some bullshit story. You're a writer. Come up with some bullshit story where it's sure. like a happy story or somehow, right? Spin it for the kid. Like if you you take that to the with the guy who's running them down with an axe at the end, you know what I mean? Like yeah. instead he, they went with like you said crazy already off his rocker, and then yeah, it just gets worse. Yeah, I, I'm tra- so you're watching this, and in my mind I'm thinking, in, in what world did these two ever fall in love and 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 get together? <laughs> yeah, I didn't and think and, about exactly. that. You're right. Exactly. You know you're right. Uh, anyway, we're talking about Kubrick, and so right you're off, said, go out with me, or I'm going to chop you up into little pieces. And she yeah. said, okay, you're right. And I'll never say that again, I promise. I had trouble finding solid structure in this movie. And I knew Kubrick is Kubrick, right? Okay, so all you Kubrick heads out there. I'm wiping my brow because I I struggled as well. And I was like, all right, well, Phil Bray got this. I am not as near as enamored by Kubrick as some people are. So I have no sympathy for him and I I don't mind this. Anyway, so I was looking for an opening image. You said something earlier about him. What did you call him, sir? (laughs) Yes, I think he's... Uh, well. <laughs> Make a great bumper. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> opening image, I have... It's actually a, a fairly interesting camera uh, shot. The Because the, I, I couldn't nail down an opening image for Jack or, or something defining for any of them. But they're, the camera... <clears throat> the movie opens and it's a long shot of a long and winding road aerial, you know... Yep. Uh, isolated and the road is twisting and it comes down onto the road and you're almost like in the viewpoint of the car and then the camera takes a sharp left 
off the road, like it, like a car veering off the road uh, into a ravine, you know, like oh, like a, a crash. The camera tracks and seems to careen and veer off the road. And I thought, well, that is telling us that we're in for a, a twisty ride that's going to go off the rails. I hope that that's what Kubrick was doing, because that would be fairly competent. He probably just dropped the camera. Maybe. Yeah. He, well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel bad, but I missed that, I guess. I, I don't know why. Well, I, I was, I, I'm I trying was, to recall it in my head in the winding road and the opening, like in the tracking shot. I remember all that. Yeah. But the veering off. I, There's I a hard remember. left, and oh. it, it looks like it looks like uh, if you were POV in a car yeah. going off the road. The only thing I can come like up with is I must, Louise have, or something, I must have yeah. missed it because Lace and I were talking about the music because the music starts in immediately, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. just this creepy, booming music. like, And that's one of the things I liked. I was like, all right, because you're talking about letting the audience know what kind of ride they're going on. Like this music kicking in right away is letting you know, like, you know, oh yeah, all right, this you know, this is going to be something. This this movie is, you know, is yeah. scarier or whatever, you know? He uses this device, these, and it's been done and it's usually done in uh, what I've seen um uh, Guy Ritchie movies or or or, or tongue in cheek comedies. There's this use of the title card to break up sections of the movie, and so I I don't remember how many of the war like ten or twelve title cards throughout the movie, ninth title card. So I'm looking at the end of my notes to see, but I thought it was like tenth. So I'm I'm looking at like ten ten title cards throughout this movie where it'll say yep fade to black and it'll say a word and then a scene, which I'm fine with. Usually I, I like that. Some of these seemed arbitrary. I, you stole the word right out of my mouth. And it's actually what I, it's coming I'd made to late. Because as we're getting into this thing, like, it was a Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. And then the next one's fucking Saturday. 4 like, p.m. Like, we hit yeah, 4 p.m. We have no idea what fucking day it is and what time it is, right? right? So, like, what does it matter? Like, well, it, they annoyed the hell out of me because I just didn't understand, like... Like, I mean, there's other ways to show passage of time, and maybe with it's always snowing and snow's piling up, maybe... That's the only thing I come up with was we can't keep showing snow outside. Like, how do you show passage of time if yeah. it always looks the same, right? But still, like, it, it didn't... They were arbitrary. It didn't matter. Like, we had no idea... You're, you're telling me it's Tuesday. That, I know it's Tuesday because there was a stupid car that went up. Not that it matters anyway. It doesn't... Yeah, it doesn't... Right? One, it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. And then the interview one, you know, at the beginning, like, because... That was weird, because that's the only one that's like that. Because later on, there was... Was there a killing one? Was there a... Nope. No. None no. of that. And then two seconds into it, unless you're an idiot, you can figure out it's an interview. So you didn't need that card anyway. Yeah, I don't, I did, I, unless he wanted you to not know the passage of time to symbolize that they're up there having cabin fever and one day bleeds into another or something. I, I don't know. You want you to know how long that movie was. That's what it is. Yeah. You know, I didn't pay that any attention until I was watching the Stephen King version. And yeah. they actually do the dates. But, of course, they have more time to explain things and, and they show... They show it snow, and then they show it melt, and they're still going into town. It's not like they're isolated until much, much later, but mm-hmm. then they do tell mm-hmm. what yeah. the dates are. So I just talk about it, and I don't know what they, like we talked about earlier, I haven't seen that version, and I don't remember the the dates you know, that, that King threw out in his book, and I'm sure that the passage of time is much more clear in the book and maybe even this movie, but I just thought about it. If you're going to do those cards... Throw up the months instead of the day. Well, that's what clear. he does in that February, one. Or whatever it was. It was May to October or something, or maybe I have it reversed. Yeah, but so I don't think they... Show the progressing no, was... of the months so that we know, because that's only... Like, the, that has October to be the reason they're in there, right? Is to well, show how card quickly is... this guy goes nuts or whatever? Yeah, the the uh, one of the one of the first cards... Let's see, it's uh, the third title card says one month later. So they have a good month. Yeah, Apparently but then, where then nobody's freaking out. Days and... Right, right. Anyway. Yeah. 
So as far as that goes, the opening image giving us the idea that we're on for a ride and it's going to go off the rails, I think was the only thing I could... It should have been an off-the-rails card, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Anybody else have anything for opening image, like a, a something you could nail down as a starting place for Jack? I, I don't know. So then we get this first title card, The Interview, and you know Jack is given several things here. Duties of the caretaker... We learn that the this is all set up. The snow closes the road, and there's tremendous isolation. And then we're given this backstory of of Grady, the tragedy where he killed his family, and it was 1970. Uh, Danny, we learn, gets visions through Tony, his little boy that lives in his mouth. And Dan, Tony doesn't want to go to the Overlook. Uh, Jack is an alcoholic, but has been sober a whole five months. And Wendy after an episode with Danny, is interviewed also. I think there's two interviews because the doctor starts questioning her right. about Danny's injury. And so she glosses over it by saying, well, it was one time and yeah. he was drunk and he's sober now. And uh, So there's this setup and of them both being interviewed. Yeah, because it's highlighting that uh, Danny goes into trances, essentially. Yeah, he starts seeing... Out. Horrible, horrible images. Yeah, yeah, but even the way they did it bugged me. Like from like the movie, like because he Jack sits down, started the interview a little bit, uh, you know, and I think he the guy asked him if he wanted coffee, and then yeah. uh, he tells the secretary and bring some other guy in here, right? Yeah, and then if I remember right, it fades out, um, and then brings up and starts introduces to Danny and yeah. and Wendy. Right, we have a little bit of them, and then we go back. And then the rest of the interview, like, it's so weird. Like, why not show the whole interview and then show the family? Like, yeah, I don't, it just well, seemed weird to me, which this whole movie has some weird, weird cuts. Well, I'm sure it's artistic and you just don't get it. Yep. Yeah, that's probably it. <laughs> you just don't understand. You just don't understand. Maybe another cue card would have helped me get it. Yeah. Now, as far we, so that's the setup. The theme stated, couldn't nail down a theme. I thought there were some interesting lines here about this movie. Now, the dramatic question could be, because the, the, the manager who's conducting the interview with Jack says, for some, isolation can be a bit of a problem. And then, you know, tells the story and Jack flips it off. That's not going to happen to me. All right, well, okay. So the, maybe one of the dramatic questions of the movie is, uh, you know, what are the effects of isolation? You know, is isolation a problem? I don't know. Sure. In the course of talking to Danny, when Danny is through Tony saying that, expressing doubts about going to the Overlook and maybe not wanting to go, uh, I, I, I thought it was funny. Wendy says, we're all going to have a real good time. <laughs> and boy, are you in for a... So what, if, what, what is the theme of, maybe it could be uh, what you would put your family through to chase your dreams? Yeah, I mean... I'm going to murder my family to be a famous author. Sure. Uh, could be. You're 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 stretching out your hand there to Kubrick. You're really trying to. It's. No, I mean you're giving. I yeah. I hear you. I. Well, I mean I feel like that was what James Thomas was in there for sure. Like there were so many times when he he blamed Wendy for his failing. Sure. Or not even you know his writing career that's never even taken off. Right. To my knowledge, like this would be his first book. He hasn't ever written anything. So because he's not a writer. But well, um, you know, like it just it's. Yeah, blaming everybody else, but like that was ultimately his his. Like, I got that that was his dream, and even, like, can sympathize with nothing else, no other job is going to um, sustain him long-term. He wants to be a writer, right? Sure. And so I get, like, taking a job where you got five months to write and nothing else to do, but even then, like, that's just the incredible... And, and 
selfishness. You know what I mean? So, like absolutely. your family's right in the other room and you're, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, his speech is very funny. We'll get to it, but his speech is very funny to me. And I even have part of that hanging up in my writing sure. room just because I think it's no, funny. There are shit, some very good but scenes. But I don't mean any of that. But right, it's, right. you know, and it was terrible to her the way he did it. But sure. And so uh, the other thing is, everybody, we always talk about Jack, but whose story is this, right? Because yeah. I. Because if yeah, if if he's the, the monster, crazy asshole. Yeah, the main guy is the monster, or at least part of the monster so mechanism. Got to be Danny then, yeah. Then it's either Danny or Wendy, right? I I, I would think it would just be the hotel. Hotel is it, the main character. That's that's my point sure. of from it. Yeah, no, the hotel Not is the main bad guy, but the main character. Yes, yeah, the main. It, it's the it's a story of the hotel. It's just yeah. one of the many yeah. tragedies that has happened, and this is just one highlighted coming through it. That's just my point of view. Again, from reading the book, yeah, there's a whole lot of history that's not even touched in the movie. Sure, no, I could, I guess I could see that if it was had been done like an anthology where it's a bunch of short stories mm-hmm. all taking place in the hotel. Um, uh, okay, so but even then, you're gonna have, I guess, I feel like a main character in each of those stories. Well, I have a question. Talking about the hotel, you know, at the end they show that. I'm just gonna talk about the very, very end mm-hmm. where they show the picture and there's Jack Nicholson, right, yeah. in time. I mean, is it is it like he he was there all along, and they just kind of? Well, we could get to uh, it, but yeah, that's what they highlighted at because uh, what is it, Grady? When yeah. he's the butler, he's always like, been. You've here. always You've been, always been, been, right. been a caretaker. So, so I'm trying to, and and, so, and Kubrick is going to. Res- I, I I don't know. Uh, I can't speak for him, but he I guarantee he is going to resist the three act structure. Mm-hmm. He is not going to be inclined. He's going to think that's mundane. I guarantee he's going to think that's mundane. And, well, and shackles, right? And you know, pedestrians. These, these, these artsy guys. Yes. That, you know, the three act structures. Is, yeah. is too much shackles right. on me and my creativity. Because which is bullshit. But one, yeah, one way to look at this is if Jack Torrance has always been there. You've always been here. You've always been the caretaker. It's the story of whatever is possessing Jack Torrance, or or it's it's the journey of whatever Jack is back to the Overlook, right? Because obviously he was there. And then what do you it, mean? I'm losing you. Sorry. Okay, so in 1921, he's at this Fourth of July party in the picture. Yeah, and he's yeah, always yeah. been there, but but he got out, left somehow, and he, had a but, family. But yeah, well, the whatever's possessing Jack or the character, whatever this guy is, got separated from the Overlook, and because he'll say things like. Uh, I feel like I've been here before. Yeah, so wait till Wendy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I've been here. I love it here. I never want to leave. This is the best place I've ever been. Right. I, the, he's the, the only one having a good time. Yeah. I don't. I don't see it that way. Um, I see it as the hotel seducing him sure. slowly, and it's like you know, I just feel comfortable here. I've, right, I feel like it, I've been here before. It's the hotel slowly seeping into him. So at the end, the hotel absorbs him. Yep. No, that's, now that's the way I took it. Okay. Okay. Slowly turning him and seducing him. Because again, in the book, he starts off as a decent guy. Yeah, you know, he was an alcoholic and he he hurt his kid. Yeah, yeah. But he's he's you know been sober, trying to turn it around, and he's probably a fucking got evidence of being an actual writer in the book too. But anyhow, he um I'll stop yeah. you know, beating that horse eventually. <laughs> but yeah, I, th- I think the hotel. Like you said, James seduces him, and then it, yeah, and one hundred percent, I think the picture he has now become part of the hotel. Yeah, but that's nineteen twenty one. So he was there before the hotel. Just that's no, a lie, and they just it's made a lie. Yeah, okay. the right. hotel is now presenting this photo. Yeah, okay. to you, right. and, and to go back to a little bit of the weird stuff in Kubrick's version of stuff appearing and yeah. disappearing in scenes, that plays into the fact of the hotel is the main character. Okay. It is changing and warping yeah. the, the the viewpoint of the characters. 
and that's where he just loses his mind and is absorbed. Yeah, because Grady will talk about I and the others don't are losing confidence in you. And yeah, 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 right. Who, who is I? And so I thought it was like, is, are these demons? Are these everybody in that damn picture? It's the hotel, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's or the, the hotel. hotel. Yeah, 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 because uh, in the next book, Doctor Sleep, the Shining or the Shine or whatever is so powerful that uh, what's the, what's her name? The Hat Grace Rose Rose right. Rose the Hat. They're like energy vampires, and they oh, go around, yeah. and if you have the shine, they'll suck the life out of you. Yeah. So like, the hotel, to me, like genius idea for yeah. like bad guys. So the hotel like, take who have the shine and make them evil. Like it was really, really cool. Okay, All the right. hotel yeah. is kind of a, a different breed of that thing. It wants okay. shining, and when Danny comes along with his superpower, yeah. shining, the hotel really comes to life. Yeah. Because Dick even explains it that the, yeah. like people at the hotel has a bit of shine or whatever. Like, yeah, you okay, can see right, it. it's yeah. like seeing pictures and all that. And now the pictures are are, are okay. hurting people. Well, that 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 makes sense because I was trying to figure out the story and and I I began to dawn on me. Well, this is not Jack's story necessarily. It is, I guess, him being seduced by the hotel. But like, if you're looking for the and he changes, I guess, from crazy to crazier. But but Wendy, I guess, and Danny are the ones. Like who's the protagonist, right? Well, it has to, it can't be Jack unless you're pulling for him and and it's the descent. But I think Wendy and Danny are the ones fighting against mm-hmm. yeah. the antagonist, right? And so it it's got to yeah, be. I mean, on, on one level, it's it's a lady getting out of an abusive relationship. Yeah, right. I mean, it's she eventually fights back to him. Like I, I got the feeling she'd never fought back before. No, no, she's right. no absolutely. Yeah, not. so she fights back finally yeah. and gets you know and literally has to run and escape from this. From this guy, yeah, she had a, a guy who was a you know an alcoholic and you know and abused the kid once, yeah, and been five months sober and like I don't even think you get anything at five months and I don't mean no. knock anyone that's been five months sober. No, like it, obviously it's a long hard journey and you got to start somewhere. But I guess I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, they couldn't it, make it like longer. You but know? I don't think, and I, I don't, I can't speak to it. But I don't think even alcoholics anonymous may not encourage you to take on a stress level position like that if, if months, you've only been five, five months, months I, sober. Sure. Uh, I would sure. feel like a responsible sponsor would be like, you know. Well, that's just it. You got to keep part of it. My understanding is you got to keep in touch with your sponsor. Well, yeah. Be there and, for and you. It, so if he isolates himself, he, he right. just didn't even have a sponsor, you know? Right. And and in, in Stephen King's The Shining, there is an effort for him to, to mm-hmm. call meetings and yep. there's more attention to the real world aspect of what it means. Yeah. In the book as well, he does have yeah. a guy that actually the, his sponsor is the guy that got him that job. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot that. Yeah, I, nice. Well, I was gonna. I found something about the the true theme and meaning behind the story from oh, Stephen nice. Stephen King. Oh yeah, all right. Let's King, do that. Stephen King. It said it's a little known fact. This is The Shining is actually uh, kind of an autobiography about Stephen King. Yeah. Because he had his own struggles with yeah. alcoholism, mm-hmm. which yeah. I didn't know, and and it deteriorated his mental state. Yeah, sure. So um, the theme of Jack being a sympathetic character who spirals spirals into madness from alcohol and the supernatural is central to The Shining. The fact that Kubrick largely brushed aside these details greatly changes the true theme and meaning behind the story. Right. Because he wanted to be artsy. Yeah. No, and that could be another reason why, like, maybe King, like, took it as a, you know, almost, I don't want to call it an insult, but, like, why he doesn't, you know, because, like, if he put these real struggles that he had into this character. And then this guy, this artsy fucker comes sure. along and, and brushes them aside. Right. Well yeah. then, and, well, and shit, I, man, you just ripped the heart out of what I'm trying to write here. You know I, what I mean? In a way, you know, I think Kubrick wants to be associated with like Bukowski and, and 
Kerouac, like James yeah. was saying, right? Because, you know, I'm always looking for things in scenes, right? Well, sure. there's a scene where Wendy is sitting and Danny's eating his cereal. And Wendy's reading a book. Well, of course, my eyes focused right in on what book she was reading. Yep. Well, it's The Catcher in the Rye. Yeah, she was reading it in the apartment for the left, too. Yes, Catcher yep. in the Rye. So Kerouac, and, and I'm like, okay, well. Does, could, have, could have had a reading of Stephen King there, buddy. But yeah, well, does, yeah, but, but Catcher in the Rye, you know, obviously a very King, notorious yeah. novel, uh, banned and all, you know, all this notoriety about it, and it's hailed as a piece of art and this kind of thing. I think Kubrick is like, on some level, he, he thinks that he's in that realm, you know? And so I looked up Catcher in the Rye because I never read it. Uh, you know, I, I think I did read it in school. Shocking, Phil. We were assigned it once and I read it in uh, art, you know, whatever. James, you ever read it? Anybody ever read it? Uh, I think I read it once. I never read it. I, I think I read it. We had to read it for school once. Okay, make a no, report. I never read it. Anyway, so I looked it up. Themes of angst and alienation mm -hmm. and as a critique of superficiality in society. The novel deals with complex issues of innocence, identity, belonging, loss, connection, sex, and depression, which I guess are all in this Shining movie. But is you know, is Kubrick is is he just trying to take a shortcut? Hey, my movie is going to be the same themes as like why well, have a reading Catcher in the Rye? I guess is my question, and I never got sure. an answer on that. Uh, you know, I never caught that. That's what she was reading. Yeah, I I, I saw that and I was like, okay, well, because yeah, I I wanted to give him a chance. You know, what's going on here? Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna have a character read a book, it should mean something. Yeah, well, like it, like or be it, even if it's a like in Stranger Things, there's a lot like almost all the characters I feel like are always reading like a Stephen King book because it's the show very much sure. is an homage to his type of stuff. So well, like even if it's just something like that, like it can't just be any old book, right? It, yeah, it should have well, no, no, And we talked about this, and you can listen to it on the Breakfast Club, but but uh, John Hughes did this much more with much greater finesse when he had them tearing up the book by uh, Moyet or whatever. Yeah, uh, you know. Com comedies that point out in uh, injustice in society or whatever, it, it brilliantly done uh, to the point where you can look at that and say, yes, that's what's going on here. You yeah, know, it's interesting to me. I just don't thought but about. I don't. Like I don't think necessarily that we get any strong signals from her reading Catcher in the Rye and then how sure. it relates to this movie. Yeah. Well, like the script for this movie was by Kubrick and then Diane something. I don't remember. I forgot Sorry. to write it down. Yeah. I, hang on, I got it. Much as I'm. Ragging about writers. Diane Johnson. Thank you. Couldn't yeah. remember her name. Anyhow, so be willing to Diane. Be willing to bet Diane did most of the heavy lifting. Because Kubrick, I don't know, he's probably not that much of a writer. I may be wrong. Where like John Hughes very much is, right? Yeah. Writer and director. Um, and it's just, I don't know, it just kind of blows my mind that like, no, 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 I'm thinking about it. And I know this is early in Stephen King's career, but there's only been a couple, he's already had some hit books. He's had some hit movies yeah. made from these hit books. So instead of like taking the blueprint that this writer gave you, a successful writer, yeah, you change it, right, and, and kind of just come up with your own themes sure. and your own stuff. It's like Kubrick, it's, man. That's just crazy to me. Yeah. Like, well, oh, I can do better. What? Yeah. Anyhow, there is not a Kubrick movie on this. I have a little bit of hope for <laughs> Doctor Strangelove. Okay, I, I I remember liking that movie. Never I'll, seen it. I'll probably go back and watch it and be like, "Oh my god, okay." Clockwork Orange is not. Is yeah, not no, thing? I, okay. no, no. I, I know what that's about, and it's I'm not <laughs> well, Clockwork me, Orange. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Let I've me mention the first time I saw The Shining or his Stanley Kubrick's The Ch yeah. Shining, I checked it out of the college library where we went, <laughs> where I worked. Yeah. And I was like, why do they have this? Well, they had Clockwork Orange yeah, and all that, yeah, art. and I'm like, okay, Only that the makes best sense. people watch these. Yeah. Yeah. In Whatever. 2001, so... Don't get me wrong, Stanley Kubrick makes some beautiful-looking movies. They, they're they shot really well. The colors are very vivid. Everything is... Yeah, I use color film. Great. 
<laughs> I mean, it was in colors, dude. Every, a, it's in no, focus. He can set up some shots. That's oh yeah, right. they're he beautiful. Well, he learned that in film school, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly, but there's a lot of... I don't give him that. He lets, How much direction you to give Jack? I don't know. Uh, I don't he mean. lets every single scene that's shot breathe uh, more than normal. If More than necessary, I would say. But yes, yeah. he does allow him to breathe. So, well, there are some directors who will cut that shit sure. quick. If you take a breath and yeah. you go along with this movie, it's still two and a half hours long. And sure. there's some You're long about clockwork? Stretches. No, this movie. It's two oh, and yeah. a half. But just Stanley Kubrick in, in general. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I looked it up because I was like, hey, late, this movie's two and a half. We got to yeah. get started, buddy. In general, though, the way that he shoots, they're beautiful movies. And Damn, I don't remember being two and a half. Oh, yeah, it's long. That's because you fell asleep in the middle of it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, just talking about the giving the scenes, you know, room to breathe. Like, there were just so many, like, these long, awkward pauses. Yeah, like, yeah. it was so much of the, like, late notice, too. He was like, What's going on? Why are they just standing there? Like yeah. I don't know how many times he said that. You know, why are right. they just sitting there? But it's it's allowing the music to sure. make you uncomfortable. The staring at yeah. Jack Nicholson's eyebrows. No, I, I hear you. I, I was never I was never bored in this one. I I enjoyed every minute of. It. I didn't uh, fall asleep to get tired. I was never bored. I, I wouldn't say I was bored. No, never I bored. Say Even I was with bored. the the longer scenes and the longer sure. movie, like I was never bored. It was just I started off enjoying it. I remember it was all right the first time I saw it. And I started off enjoying it more this time, and then it, it lost me along yeah. the way. Like especially in the middle, and then it picked back up at the end when he's oh, sure, trying yeah. to kill him. I got to like, the okay. I got to the point where I was just enjoying Jack Nichol- Jack Nicholson's performance. You no, know, absolutely. That's what I was yeah. 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 in the middle. That was like the only thing I was holding right. on to. You know. Right. Yeah. Anyway, moving on, we look get to our <laughs> second title card, closing day, and reference to the Donner Party on the way up that we talked about. Uh, like I said, Jack seems a little too tit- titillated by this reference. More of Danny's gifts. A vision of the sisters, uh, first appearance of the sisters, you know. Yep. Uh, a tour of the grounds with reference to all things the hotel. Yeah, the, maybe this became a cliche later. The hotels on Indian burial grounds, right? Okay, I guess back then it was still a thing, but sure. now, oh my God, it's like it's like a that's a that's a. <laughs> if you're a writer, do not put. You any, move the headstones. Yeah, you didn't move <laughs> the graves. <laughs> um, let me scratch that idea. Yeah, take quick. that right out of your story. If that's come <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, in in the book to go into a little bit more. Uh, it was a high society thing. Yeah. Mobsters were murdered there. Yeah, sure. uh, socialites. The lady in the bathtub was a show, socialite and the whole thing. So like every ghost, uh, when they were walking through the hallway, the guy, the two guys in the room with yeah. the teddy bear costume, every, in the book, they're all kind of explained. But that's why I lean towards the hotel just yeah. absorbing everybody because they're all still there. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, Leith didn't realize him. Like he kind of knew, I guess, about the movie. Like we didn't watch a trailer or anything. Um, so it, it was interesting to me. Like he didn't realize when the girls first showed up, he thought they were guests. So I just, uh, I just left it alone. Yeah, sure. I was like, all right, he'll find out soon enough. But like he 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 thought there were other guests yeah. in the thing. Like he missed it that they were taking. I, was, I guess he missed that they were taking over for the winter and yeah. just the family. My, I thought they were guests. There was somebody else that you see that he thought was there too. And I was like, all right. Speaking of the twins, uh, yeah. my favorite way to freak Philip out is to. When it's dark or whatever, I say, "Come play with us, Dan." Yeah, what a <laughs> nice. I didn't notice this, but the first time, uh, you know, when Jack's when they're all meeting in the lobby, they're arriving. Yeah. They've got so much luggage. Yeah, yeah. Late, they late have noticed. A, they have a Volkswagen Beetle. Yeah, yeah. How did that all? Fit yeah, I, I don't. The know. And the other thing was when uh, Danny's playing darts and those girls come walking in. Yeah, I think that was the hotel coming, like one of the pictures coming into live to come check out this. The special, yeah. this special shining oh, battery maybe, yeah. that's yeah. gonna liven up the hotel. Yeah. Even Kubrick and his wonderful camera work, 
the the zoom in on Danny when he turns to look at the girls was 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 god awful in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, like you just was, don't get it, man. You don't right? Get it. Maybe I don't get it. I was just like, yeah, later I was like, whoa, what what happened there? Yeah. You know? It just <laughs> nothing subtle about it. <laughs> right in his yeah. face. Yeah. Like, the whole movie was meant Jarring. to make you uncomfortable. No, no, like, right. all the way around. And, and it does in a lot of places in the right way, and then I think it doesn't. It does in a lot of wrong mm-hmm. ways too. Yeah. But. We meet we meet Dick, the head chef, with gifts like Danny. The two discuss the gift. Tony wants his keeper, his secrets kept. Like Tony uh, doesn't want to talk too much, doesn't want to reveal too much. Danny doesn't want to talk about Tony. And then we get this ominous foreshadowing of room 237, where they talk. You scared of room 237? I thought the, the set of a doc was, I'm pretty sure that was lifted from the book. Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, James. So, yeah. so the, the bit of dialogue that I really liked was lifted from the book, anyways. But yeah. um, just the setting up of Doc and his stuff, because uh, Dick, the chef, Calls him Doc. Yes. And, and when he's like, "Hey, how'd you yeah. how'd you call him? You know, how'd you know to call him Doc?" And he's like, "Oh, I must have heard you or whatever." And she's like, mm, "Pretty sure I didn't say it, you know." Right. But and, no, and as the right. audience, you're like, "No, they didn't. This is the first we're hearing this." You yeah, know? So right. I thought that was well done. Yeah, like well played by the actors and, and no, absolutely. I like the reveal and the dialogue, but again, I think that was all probably Kings, anyways. But sure, uh, that's the second title card. The third title card is one month later. So I guess they have a month where everything is going fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seemingly everything in order. Breakfast in bed. Uh, Wendy's bringing Jack breakfast in bed. Jack loves the overlook. More than any other place he's been. Feels he's like he's been here before. Yeah. But he's maybe experiencing some writer's block, and I always shake my head when I hear that. Yeah, I, say, I, I, you know, I said I would stop. So it's been a month. Yeah. Right? And she asked him when she brings him breakfast in bed, anything yet? Uh, nothing yet. You've had a month, man, yeah. to do nothing. Phil, if you and I had a month to sit down and write, how much stuff would we come up with? Well, where we had nothing else, no other responsibilities, not even a family, because this guy, you know. Man. <laughs> yeah, well, like I said. Hell, man. Most writers would kill for that kind of time, you know? He yeah, does. Yeah, if you're not a full-time writer. <laughs> Jack Torrance does. I was thinking throughout this whole movie, Philip would like to go be isolated I in some the same thing. hotel, yeah. and I'm sitting there going, oh, no. Damn. I was that like, is, is this a documentary of Phil yeah. going to the hotel? Yeah. Oh, my God. So I watched, this one, is so I watched a movie about a guy going mad, and you immediately thought of Phil. That's fucked up. No, this. no. Well, about going no. up to the mountains for five months just to write sounds no, but the like way something That sounds like something he would do. Yeah, well, but, uh, but not me. Well, I think I need to be. Yeah, I think any introvert would enjoy this. Would be yes. okay for this job. Where an, where an extrovert would would go nuts, right? Right. So they should have. And the, you the, add the snow, and I am out. Yeah, f- no, f- fucking much snow. But um, they should have had uh, like a personality test for the interview, right? To see well, if I you're an introvert des- or extrovert. I think, I think they're pretty desperate. Like, who's oh, for sure? Who's yeah, lining yeah. up to take this? Yeah, job? who's lining to take that up? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so one with like, Wendy and Danny are. Running through the maze, enjoying the maze, and then we cut to Jack. I said, Jack seems to be in a maze of his own. So we got this Wendy and Danny in the maze, and then Jack, I think, is in some kind of catatonic state at that point. Right. Yeah. Is that the shot where he's looking out the window yeah. like a psychopath? Yes. And then he looks down at the like a yes, makeup of the maze, and then yes. it cuts to them? Yeah. I did think, I felt like that was set up, didn't think about it until later, but like, so he, he doesn't go, right? She's like, come outside with us, and he's like, no, nah, I got writing to do, liar. Yeah. So they go and do the they're out the they're out in the maze. Yes. Later on, the boy runs to the maze yes. to lose him and yes. Jack gets lost in there. I feel like that's set up. You didn't go earlier, buddy. Now you're well, lost. You know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I I, yeah. I had made mention at of that, that model the whole time. <laughs> yeah, right. Because you know, obviously even if you've been through the maze, it'd still be difficult. Right, it would still suck, yeah. But I think uh, so my question was, you know, Danny, bright kid or whatever, he must have memorized he had to have memorized the sure. out of that maze because he knew he was leading Jack 
deep into that maze. Yeah, and then he even well, does he the cool thing where he backtracks yes. on his yeah. steps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He walks backwards on his yes. steps, which is very so cool. He knows very smart for a five-year-old. He's four right. years old. Right. This kid was four years old when he made this movie, which blows my I, I think that's what I heard, but I looked it up and it said five. So oh. same same thing. Yeah, 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 four or five. Yeah, that's So the still kid really actually did an amazing job. Yeah. I'm running around that maze. I'm not going to walk backwards through my tracks. You actually, know? yeah. Yeah, at 40. So. Right. Yeah. Fourth title card, Tuesday. It's now an arrest. So it's been a month and a Tuesday. I don't know. How many Tuesdays since that month? A storm is coming. Ridiculous. Danny sees room 237 and another vision of the sisters. These are Grady's daughters, I guess. Jack is writing. So he's actually typing on the typewriter at this point. Now, we don't know what he's typing. It's revealed later what he is. But yeah, Tuesday. I do think he... Well, yeah, I'm going to commit to this. I think he thought he was writing a story. Like, like I don't that's think what he I knew where it was. That's a good idea. Is there's there's something. Now, there's something I want to bring up maybe at the end that will explain that. Okay. okay. Right. It's like one of the conspiracy theories that. All right. Okay. But All right. Yeah. Right. Does he think he's writing a story? Probably. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I always wondered. Broken yeah, up because it's like different yeah, formatting, format. like it's exactly. dialogue and different things. And yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. No, well, no, I think it's Phil rolled his eyes and it was great. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, I, I thought I remember seeing it the first time and, and thinking that was a pretty cool reveal, and I think it is. Sure. Yeah. No, yeah. I don't have a problem with the reveal. Yeah, but yeah. if he was to me, if he was typing the same thing, it would just all be line after line after line. Yeah, there's a but couple like of pages said, like that, but there's other stuff that's yeah. But up. it's yeah. almost like there is dialogue there. Yeah, it's sure. like no. it's broken up into their yes paragraphs. Reaching out for a catalyst. There is the scene where Jack is typing. Uh, and Wendy comes in, and this is the quote that Chris, Chris likes, you know, you know, whether I'm typing or not, you hear... You, whether you, I'm typing or not typing, or whatever the fuck you hear me doing here, it means I'm working. Yeah, get Don't come in here. Get the F out of here, yeah. right? So yeah, that's the sign that's hanging above in my writing room. Yeah. Um, I think it's funny shit, like it was god-awful, it's terrible that you say that to somebody and mean it the way he did, but... Yeah. So whenever Lathan uh, Stacy come into my room when I'm writing to bother me, because I have no door, yeah. I just playfully point at the sign and go, hey, you know, yeah. you know. And they ignore it and they laugh and they go on and tell me what they're telling me anyway. Right. I did have a, uh, on that note, just real quick, uh, I actually did some writing this morning and uh, Lathe had come up and was, you know, bothering me with, you know, whatever he was doing. So when this scene played, I was like, see his face? You saw that face this morning, didn't you? And Lathe started laughing. <laughs> yeah. We need to get you an axe. Yeah, right. For that, for right next to that sign. Oh, that's, I love it, James. That's <laughs> wonderful. Uh, that's right. Read the axe. Read the axe. You remember what happened? You fucking remember what happened to these people? Anyhow, terrible. Go ahead. I, sorry. sorry I, no, it's fine. I just, I have uh, the catalyst as him, you know, telling her to get the fuck out of there. Now, this is the catalyst for Wendy, I think, because this is Wendy's first experience yeah, with, yeah, okay. with something, because she reacts and you can see her debating in her mind, what do I make of this? Okay. Yeah, she was even going to bring him lunch, the fucking dick. Right. You know? Yeah. So at that point, I'm like, well, whose story is this? Okay. It's a catalyst. I think it's a change in behavior markedly for Wendy. And I think she debates this. Uh, this is Wendy and Danny's story is what I have written. Here, Wendy debates internally the rock that just got dropped into her pond. Danny debates the issue of room 237 because he's there and he's trying to decide whether he wants to go in. He decides he goes in to room 237 and I guess gets choked or whatever. Because um, I couldn't find any debate or anything. Yeah. on. It's It's got to be right around there because I would peg it if we were going to go for jack it's him sitting at the bar taking the drink like that's his yeah next moment like that's when he gets yeah. taken over by the hotel and but he doesn't debate for a second about 
taking that drink. No, right? he's had five months, six months, and a Tuesday of yeah. debate. Yeah, well, yeah. And a Wednesday and a Saturday yeah. and all these other random days that don't mean anything. Yeah. But yeah, structure-wise, I have no clue. No, I don't I don't know that there is Yeah, a... no, I mean, I see what you're saying about the 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 big moment of him deciding to take a drink. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I have that, but that's like way later to me. Yeah. Than yeah that, was, that was like... Makes a, no sense. Yeah. Midpoint false defeat, maybe. Because oh that's, God, cause that's yeah. when she... He does that right after she... Um, I guess we're jumping ahead a little bit, but right after... Well, I mean, we're almost there. You say he goes to room 23, uh, 237... When Danny comes out, he's all. Oh yeah, Jack had had this horrible nightmare, nightmare. and um, Wendy, Wendy was in the cellar at the, with the boy. Yeah, and heard him screaming, and then yeah. she goes up there, and then Danny comes, and she's like, "Oh, I'll just, I'll, I'll get him out of here, I'll get him out of the room." And as she gets closer, she realizes he's, you know, damn near catatonic, sucking on his thumb, and his yeah. face and shirt are well, all messed up. There's, and then she accuses Jack because there's nobody else in the damn thing. It had to be Jack, right? Sure. Um, well, I mean, in in her mind, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. She accused him, but there after there's scenes where Danny's playing and wants to go get his toy, and she's like, "No, don't wake your father." So yeah. she is. That was after the. Yeah, she is clearly. Yep, I'm debating her activity now. Around. Sure. Yep, there's forty forty other rooms I can be in. I'll be in those. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Can I? Did y'all not find it funny though that scene where Jack is sitting there at the bar and he's talking to who was he talking Lloyd. to Lloyd? Lloyd. Yeah. He's talking to Lloyd. And um, what is her name? Wendy. Wendy. She runs up and says, "Let's see. I wrote it down. Hold there's on. Someone in the hotel. Or there's someone. Yeah. Are you? Uh, are this trying to strangle Danny? Yeah. And his response was, "Are you out of your mind? Are you out of your, you out of your fucking, fucking mind? mind? Yep. Yeah. And he's sitting there talking to Lloyd, who's not there. So <laughs> well, he sees him though. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Definitely funny. Like I was like, all right, here's a guy. No, who's I'm clearly, sitting there laughing. My. Here's a guy who's clearly crazy, and then he has the nerve to ask her that. Yeah, yeah. he Which just had a me ghost too, drink. Is, <laughs> well, she's completely flipped though. From yeah, how did you, how could you do this? You son of a bitch. To hey, there's somebody else. There's right. a psycho lady, and not once does she, especially not that this guy necessarily deserves an apology, right? But if you got a guy who's flying off the handle and he's abusive, like you would think she would apologize. Hey, Jack, I'm so sorry. I sure. accused you of. Attacking our kid again, and some you know what I mean. Yeah. However, that I'm goes. Sorry, I accused you of doing something entirely in your character. Right. <laughs> I'm just saying, like she never apologizes. Right. But right. she's dead convinced that there's this fucking crazy thing. lady in 237. Yeah. No, I no, I hear you. Yeah, anyway, just that was weird to me. We get a fifth title card. It's Thursday now, and it's very short. It's like the snow has come. I wrote. I only have one line. The snow has come, and Jack has gone. I guess at this point, he is <laughs> off his. I don't even remember the whole scene. This but. is where he goes to the room? Or are we skipping that? Because he goes to the room. Yeah, he goes up to the room. To 230. He's going to check it out. Yeah, I'll Have we it jumped out. a far two head? Uh, wow, no, have no, we I... jumped a far two head? Jumped a far, <laughs> jumped a far two head. I'm wording uh, today. No, I mean, we haven't jumped too we... far ahead. I had to think about it to put the words in order, jumped James. Jumped far two head. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Stop saying it. I'm going to say it like that now. Because <laughs> there wasn't... You're welcome out there. There's not a lot happening on this fifth... Not a lot happening on Thursday. Like, it's a very short, if I remember. No, man, Saturday was the day when stuff was happening. I'm, I'm playing. Yeah, well, you the know, sixth title card is Saturday. Jack is typing. I was joking. Like, okay, cool. The title cards annoyed the shit out of me. So I was just picking a random day. I had one of seven. No, the next, you know? t- next title card is Saturday. <laughs> Wendy, Jack is typing. Wendy gets the ranger station on the radio. She has disregarded. Okay, I would, yeah, she has disregarded Jack's previous behavior or has taken a tact of avoidance. Like when Danny wants to get his toys, but Wendy does not want him to disturb Jack. Mm. Danny sees the girls again. They speak this time. Come play with us, Danny, whatever. Forever and ever. How's that go, Cher? How's it go? Forever (laughs) and ever. (laughs) You'll stand in the hallway. I was going to have to to wait till the lights are out. Uh, (laughs) Oh, there was a note on that um, real quick. Um, 
So the girls say, come play with us, Danny, forever yeah. and ever and ever. Right. Um, the, the forever and ever and ever bit. Uh, that's what Jack tells Danny about, you know, I want to stay in this hotel oh, yeah. forever, ever and ever. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Yeah, that's cool. Again, goes back to the hotel Oh, yeah, that absorbing people. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, Come that, stay that with us. Because Danny's even asking him, hey, Dad, are you happy? Are you? And, oh, yeah, I fucking love this place. Oh, yeah. Everybody else having a miserable time, but Dad. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I still might get any work done, you know? Danny continues to debate his call, pictures in a book. So I see this is still a debate of Danny and Wendy. So it, it, at that point, I'm leaning toward it being their story in terms of having to deal with this evil. Uh, seventh title card is Monday. Danny is warned about the story. Okay, so this is when... What happened to Sunday, man? Well, it's Saturday to Monday, man. Day arrest. Yeah, oh, all right. day arrest. Uh, no evil on Sunday. Danny is warned about disturbing day Jack. Day arrest. Bullshit. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> got a date on Wednesday, baby. Danny is warned about disturbing Jack, goes to get his toy, speaks with Jack, who can't sleep. There is too much to do. Confesses he loves the hotel, wish they could stay forever. Yep, mm-hmm. sorry. So, yeah. I jumped jump too far. And then, and then Danny asks, you'd never hurt us, would you? Did your, did your mom tell you that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Starts, yeah. Yeah. Well, he even says to Lloyd, you know, I would never hurt the little bastard or whatever. Yeah. But, but, right. It was one time, one time, and that the little fucker had my papers all never, over the I place. I love this. That's shit. what he called him. Right. I love the, the shit out of him. Had, I just, you know, all this. But, but his uh, mother, you know, now, now you little know. fucker had my papers all over the room. Little, yeah. Called him. Yeah. But I would never hurt him. <laughs> all right. I, I'm. He's a liar, not a good writer, and a bad dad, you know? Yeah. Mm hmm. Here I have a, the break into two, which maybe I'm like trying to nail Jello to the wall. Is it the break into two? I don't know. I I'm gonna call it the break into two. Eighth title card Wednesday. Danny is playing ball in the hall. A ball. Uh, Danny's playing in the hall. A ball is rolled from nowhere. He thinks he's calling out his mother, mom, mom. This is the door to two thirty seven thing. Mm-hmm. Open and Danny goes in. Jack is having nightmares. Dreamed he killed Wendy and Danny and chopped them up into little pieces. Wendy to the rescue. He, she comes. Jack confesses he feels like he is losing. So he has a moment of clarity here where he says he feels like he's losing his mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just for a moment. No, and that's also to, to James' point about seducing him. Like, even while this man's sleeping. Yes. Right? It's, yes. it's you know, it permeating his, his yeah. mind and his dreams and, and basically telling him this is what you need to do. In, yeah. in, you know? in the book, Danny, his vision, his shining is showing him the things to come. Yeah. But when he comes out of his state, he can't remember it. Yeah, so he's yeah. having nightmares too, but he's waking up going, I can't remember what it is. Oh, I'm just in horror. So it's going, it's spreading around the family, I, I guess. Uh, Danny appears, but is only Tony now. Jack is, so he has a moment of clarity, but then immediately goes into a kind of catatonic state. Jack does. Uh, uh, Danny has bruises, and this is when right. Wendy accuses Jack. Yeah, that's you know, when I guess he goes then, for the drinks. So. Yeah. Jack goes to the bar and, rec- see, so again, before James brought clarity to this, I was like, okay, well, is this about a character coming back to the hotel? Because he goes to talk, and he recognizes Lloyd, and Lloyd recognizes him. You were always the best, Lloyd. You were you were always the best. Past tense. Always the best bartender. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're talking like, you know. Yeah, you know, it is weird. Like, I don't know. Yeah. But no, but if it's a seduction, then... then yeah, because here's a guy who badly needs a drink, sure. wants a drink, right? And he hasn't had any... And like... And they even make a, a note of saying there's nothing there earlier, right? Yes. Yeah, you know, nothing in Leith, the hope. I remember Leith was even confused about this scene, about, hey, is this happening or not? I'm like, no, they showed us there's nothing there. Right. Like this, I said, you'll see in a minute when, when Wendy comes up, she can't see him or whatever. Right. Like, right. This, I said, this dude's not even having a drink. I mean, he did all this shit sober. Yes. You know uh, what I mean? Under the influence kind of Kind of, yeah. Well, well, I mean, okay, yes. I mean, the psychotic break, but there was no 
when they did a to- toxicology on the on his body, there was no alcohol in his body. They, right? There's nothing there for him to drink. They said again in the book. I keep. I mean, that's not the show. I'm just saying. But uh, when Wendy comes in and Jack has had you know many many drinks by then, she can smell the gin. Oh yeah, in oh, the yeah. room, and he nice. stinks of it. Really? So still think it's not there. It's the well, hotel. Yeah, the hotel is making him act that way. Like, like he thinks he's drinking. I mean, yeah. that's yeah. But Wendy can smell the alcohol. Goes, yeah. uh-huh. That's cool. Okay. Well, in Stephen King's The Shining uh, miniseries, Wendy picks up a bottle of Jack mm-hmm. or whatever sitting there and hits him over the head. Nice. Yeah, so so yeah. there's actually a bottle Instead there. Instead of a baseball bat? Or she hits him multiple times? No, she hits him with a, a bottle of alcohol. Yeah. Cool. That was sitting there. And, and it had a, it had a note on there. Um, I think it said... Um, from from the hotel staff, from the management, yeah, yeah, from the manager. That's what yeah, it was nice. from the management. Nice. But she actually picks up a bottle of I forget what kind of alcohol yeah. it is, and just whatever hits. it is, the hotel is manifesting yeah. these yeah, things. Yeah, just like the stuff she sees later on towards the end, like yeah. that's not there, right? I mean, she's yeah, she seen. sees the, the corpses and yeah. the uh, anyway. Yeah, and they struggle with that too because he's like, all right, well, they're ghosts. I'm like, okay, yeah, they're ghosts. But remember, Danny got like a shirt ripped in his face actually, so they can interact with you. Yeah, Lloyd lets our our Grady lets them out of the correct. Yep, lets them out. Yeah, that's what it was. It relates. Was like, how did he actually get out? Does he actually get out? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and they that, can interact with you, which is really messed up. You know, one yeah. of the questions I had when watching this is, uh, of course, y'all y'all know I watch a lot of ghost shows and, um, listen to these certified ghost- horror addict. Oh my goodness, yeah. yes. And then what he called him. I don't, I don't know, but uh, a lot of these people who have these abilities, like Danny, mm-hmm. um, it actually runs in in the family. Mm-hmm. So yes. my question was always, is Jack, does he have The Shining, or is it the hotel that is hmm. doing I don't this? Think Some, Jack, I don't think he ever has... Visions like Danny. I think no, he, he doesn't before. Like James says, he yeah, doesn't before, people, but some people will have psychic abilities, yeah. but they don't open up to it, or they yeah. don't. Yeah, sure. You know, and, uh, and maybe know. the hotel opened. Yeah, yeah. But about but that. then when yeah. his mother, when Wendy starts seeing things, then I'm like, okay, well, this is just it's free for all. Well, I think that's the hotel. The hotel's gains its strength. Yeah, it's yeah. it's yeah. drawing a, like a vampire off of the shining, and like Dick Halloran. Has a little bit, so is like pictures in a book. But Danny is like a nuclear grade yeah, yeah. weapon, like that much power. So the hotel's really coming alive. But I, yeah. I don't know. Well, anyway, moving into so if that's fun and games, right? Uh, Dick in Miami. I really Dick really likes his artwork. Did you? Yep. I, oh, and yep. the and the lights <laughs> coming down, they shape like boobs too, yeah. man. Oh, I didn't see the lights. Oh, yeah, I noticed the the poster is, above the TV and the one above his, sure. his bed. I'm yeah. like. Late, of course, notice it too, or whatever. And he commented about the lady's hair. I'm like, he said, Well, that's some big hair. I'm like, That's the only thing you saw? That's what you, well, you want to say, about, son? He there wasn't is, talking about the goes, hair up top. He goes, And other things. There is but, much uh, made of uh, sexual imagery in The Shining. I mean, you can watch these documentaries, and oh my God. But yeah, I, didn't, I didn't understand it. Like, right. Well, for, for Dick. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, why would he? Like a porno mag on the nightstand if he's single, like cool. But just have it. Which okay, you want a poster? Fine, have a poster. But it just uh, yeah, it, it just seems uh, like painting. He was in like Florida. Too. He was having a good time. No, it was eighty yeah, degrees. He, he doesn't like snow. He's down there to just work a little and have a good time. It didn't well, strike you as weird though. No. Okay. The um, there I caught it in when Danny goes into room two thirty seven. Yeah. The pattern on the carpet mm-hmm. is very phallic. Oh, is it? Yeah. Uh, okay. I didn't to notice. the point where you know it's it's almost unmistakable as that. You nice. Know, 
the pattern. It's looped patterns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, With the... and then and that's probably Kubrick. I, you know, I'm sure he thought that was just the greatest thing. Or what, I don't, you know, I don't know what it means. Like the carpet look like dicks. So it'll be really artsy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jack investigates. So this is where Jack investigates room two thirty seven for Wendy and gets what I I put down. He gets catfished, right? So he's. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> Big time, right? So. <laughs> yep. And then I, I, at this at this point, I was. She even came out of the water. I like it. Yeah. At this point, I was getting slap happy because, you know, Jack gets catfished. Dick. Yeah, after, after I caught that, too. Got slap happy from the girl coming out of the tub. <laughs> well, <laughs> in my notes, I started just. Yeah. At, at this point, I'm off the rail. So Dick with his pictures on the wall, he makes a call. And I said, Dick gets gets call us interrupt us. <laughs> he can't call make, us interrupt us. <laughs> he can't get the hotel on the line. Right. So. Sure. um Danny must have made it up. Jack claims he didn't see a thing in room 237. Yeah, and Danny's trying to call Dick in Florida with his With his mind. Yes, because Dick has his vision. Yeah, because he's that... Danny is that powerful to reach that far. Uh, Danny has more visions. Jack is angrier. Not going to let Wendy fuck it up. You know, at at this point, he... uh, he goes to a party. Free drinks from Lloyd. And a word with Grady, who has no recollection of killing his family, informs Jack... He is the caretaker and always been the caretaker. And then the two discuss correcting Wendy, and there's this discussion of correcting the family. And right. Yeah. That. Well, because, yeah, he has no recollection, no recollection at first, right? You've always been the caretaker, sir. Yeah. And then he reveals that. that he, yeah, I think at that moment is when Lathe realized, oh, shit, that's the girls, and yeah, this yeah. is the guy. And, like, it was, it was very funny that he had just cut on at that point. He also had a uh, had an interesting note. He's like, they're in, like, Target's bathroom. Yeah. Like it's all red and white, and like it's you know, yeah. <laughs> like that's what he calls well, it. I'm like, because it was kind of a it was a weird bathroom. Well, it's yeah. very yeah, very yeah yeah. And I, I feel like it didn't match the the room for some reason. The ballroom, I don't know why. Well, I'm sure that the the red walls and white meant something. You know, Kubrick could probably, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Wendy is making plans to leave, and then Danny Tony or I put Danny slash Tony because he's mostly Tony uh, coming up. Uh, starts his red, brown, his red drum red kick. Yeah. Dick gets no answer from the overlook. Uh, ninth title card, possible break into three. Here, I, you know, again, just trying to nail it down. Dick flies to Colorado. Jack is typing, and Dick's plane comes in for landing. Wendy goes around with a bat now, like she's going around armed at this point, right? Uh, oh, looking for Jack. She discovers that Jack's writing is a bit repetitive, right? <laughs> <laughs> All works. Nice. Yeah. Uh, um, I guess that even structure. Oh, it's wise. eight a.m. By the way, the title card was eight a.m. So oh, thanks that, for I was, I was Really, I thought I thought it was nine, so I'm glad I missed it. Yeah. Um, eight a.m. What bothered me, just structure wise. So he has the big scene in the with Grady in the Target bathroom, yeah, and talks about corrections that need to be made, yes. right, and how they could foil all his plans. And he, I'm not, gonna, he's not going to let Wendy fuck it up, right? Yeah. But then he goes back to typing. Like it, it had been a while since I'd seen this, and I was thinking, all right, well, here's the next scene when he, he starts trying to chase him and attack him and kill him and all that. Nope, back to typing. Yeah, just mm-hmm. like because she's got to put him in the freezer first. So it's just weird. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll correct it. Then I'm go back to writing. So and maybe that's him fighting against the, I, you know, the 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 hotel or something. You know, I but do know like, that we didn't well, see that. You know, Kubrick was changing the script constantly. Yeah, it got a- to the point where uh, Jack Nicholson even said he didn't. No, he didn't even read it until I guess it was Tom or whatever. That's, and that's to, oh, that, yeah. that sounds totally <laughs> like a douche thing to do. And uh, you know, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, so, I, but it's Kubrick. I, I'm smarter today than I was yesterday. So let me make pages. I mean, I'm sure that's got a. As an actor, you're preparing for a role, and you've 
taking the time to get these lines and how you and then you get page changes because Kubrick wants to you know yeah no I can totally see that well I'll tell you what you know I'll, I'll you give me these fucking night before and I'll be ready tomorrow yeah I'm not gonna go down the road and be ready yeah I'll be ready in two weeks don't no, fuck that yeah. oh my god Jack may not have okay. maybe he was picturing Kubrick like the whole time like his face and what he was wanting to kill yeah. and you know yeah catch up into little pieces he was really talking to Kubrick you know yeah the script was allegedly changed so many times during production even a couple of times a day that Jack oh, Nicholson okay. uh simply stopped reading it yeah what's the point <laughs> here I wrote Jack may not have a hit on his hands but Wendy gets one with her hands knocks him on the ground with her back mm-hmm. Jack is dragged to the foot locker, uh, food locker. Jack has been busy, though. You're not going anywhere. He has disabled the snowcat. And the radio. And the radio, yes. I do like the shot of, like, from the floor. Oh, up. yeah. Like, no, absolutely. Know, like, when he's in there and windy. And, yeah, like, that was, that was really No, that was I good. Like that. Tenth title card. It's 4 p.m. Same day? Apparently. Oh. I guess. But that's the only one. I'll take it back. That one maybe makes sense because I think it cuts back to him being in the freezer. And sure. if, he, if he win the freezer on Tuesday and then we're cutting down to fucking well, Saturday, not even a freezer. he's going to be dead. I think it's just a pantry. Pantry. Because there's no ice in there. It's just. No, it's a big it's a, door. It's a cooled pantry. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, but it's not a freezer. No, yeah, it's not the freezer. It's the pantry. Because he's like, yeah. Because he's got door. peanut butter in the. Yeah, he's eating yeah, one. Yeah, right. okay. Well, then, yeah, then it doesn't even matter. It could They could have gone from Tuesday to sure. Saturday. I was going to say, if they he's go to Saturday, food in there. he's looking like he did at the end, being frozen. But yeah, I thought it was a freezer. So much so, so much I was paying attention. Because it's a big door, like a freezer. Well, I kept thinking that too. But, but you're then, right. The peanut butter I and all noticed that. Yeah, whenever. It's just climate controlled, humidity controlled. Yeah. Right. So he's all right. Huh. Grady visits Jack, doubts his abilities. I and the others. Harshest possible way is recommended now. Uh, is that Jack, what he says? Yeah, mm-hmm. Grady says, says uh, they must be dealt with in the harshest possible way. Jack says he's up to it. Grady releases Jack. Now, at this point, I'm thinking, because uh, uh, Stephen King is a workaday writer, but he, I think he does draw upon some of his favorite things and puts them in books, right? Uh, this scene was very, it reminded me a great deal of The Stand when when Flag releases Lloyd from mm-hmm. prison. Here, uh, Jack says he's up to it. Grady releases Jack, reminiscent of Flag releasing Lloyd from the cell in the stand. Uh, you make a deal and I'll let you out. You know? sure. mm-hmm. um, so did, did uh, King sort of draw on that again, maybe? I mean, uh, it could be. Uh, I, th- I think it yeah, was. Yeah, just, you know, same guy wrote it, so there's going to be similarities. That's what I'm there, saying, right? yeah. You know, you have favorite things or whatever. Uh, break into three. Dick drives to the Overlook, the whole here's Johnny scene, which, you know, is very famous. Uh, and that road, Dick comes along with... There's a Johnny Carson reference, correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Edmund Mann would say, here's Johnny, you know. Yeah, yeah. because the curtains would part and then, then John yeah. comes, uh, Johnny yes. comes out. Right. That's where I explained it away, because that felt fairly certain, but I was I wanted to make sure I asked the you The guy guys. before Jimmy Fallon. Didn't get it. Lathe was like, why was he... His name's Jack. Why does he say here's Johnny? I'm like, well, it's it's Johnny Carson, and then explained it. It's Johnny yeah, Carson. The guy before Jimmy uh, Jimmy Fallon, the guy before Jay Leno yeah. was Johnny Carson. Carson, correct. Yeah, no, I've seen him, but I didn't... I wanted to make sure that, that here's Johnny was a Johnny Carson's, uh, yes. Carson yeah. reference. Well, in, in, in 1980, else. it would have been recognized immediately. Easily recognized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Dick gets a... Uh, hatchet to the side or the head. Yeah, or right, in the, he's right out. in the stump, right in the yeah. sternum. And he's out. All that way. All that travel just. Well, I mean, it, he was a distraction. <laughs> he pulled Jack away from Wendy. Sure. So I guess he bought him some time. Sherry, Sherry's got it. Sherry's got it. We talked about it earlier. That is how they escaped. They mm-hmm. um, when they when Jack kept saying something about the um, 
whatever they called it, the cat or whatever, the snow cat, you know, and he had destroyed it where they couldn't escape. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's almost like a a, a, a horrible feeling. It's like, okay, we're doomed because there's no way, no one's coming to get us, but then shows up Dick with the other snowmobile. And, That that's their escape. Yeah, yeah. No, I so, I was I was irritated. I was like, he, he got on a plane, he drove out of the way, and did nothing. He died. He delivered a snowcat. And then yeah, Sherry goes, no, but he delivered yeah. it. I'm like, okay, uh, I'll yeah. shut the hell up then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there is Wendy starts seeing visions, and and again, I at this point I'm just looking for jokes. Uh, she sees this weird scene in the hotel. And I I put you won't remember this. It was a show called BJ and the Bear. Uh, well, that's what we saw. A long time. Yeah. And so you saw, I was like, what is this BJ and the bear? Because there's a guy in a bear right. costume. Mm-hmm. My note says oh, bear, wow. bear ass. BJ and a bear. Wow. Yeah. yeah. BJ and the bear was a story about a truck driver who had a chimp as a partner. Mm. And they would, they would, you know. Thanks for ruining that. You know, my note was bear, it says bear ass, but, you know, bear the animal and then ass. Yeah. Because. Right? Yeah. BJ and the Bear, not the 1978. Yeah, truck what the driver. fuck? I don't understand that. Yeah. Like, why do we got to see that? What's well, it, yeah. not not what's going on there, but Kubrick, why? Why are we seeing that? Kubrick likes art, nasty bits. That's fine. That's who doesn't like a nasty bit. Uh, maze chase. Did Danny memorize the path of the maze? I think he probably was smart, and I think he's a gifted kid. He probably did. Cobwebs and corpses, blood elevator. So Wendy sees the blood elevator that da- that Danny had seen, the blood pouring out of the blood elevator. Usually gets off on the third floor. But this time it hit the ground floor. <laughs> That's right. Well, I mean, I thought the blood came on Tuesday, and now it's yeah. coming down Wendy fucking sees Saturday. It. And Wendy sees it also. Yeah, everybody saw it like a thousand times. They cut of, to it a thousand times. Yeah, Wendy gets a vision of her own. I put poor Dick is limp. He gets killed. <laughs> Sorry. Terrible. Terrible joke. Jack, <laughs> I like it. Jack gets cold. He's, <laughs> like he's running around the maze and is, is lost. Too. He's getting colder and colder. Danny exits the maze, reunites with Wendy. They have a new snowcat and they drive away. Final image, Jack in a photo from 1921. You have always been here. Oh, I forgot him being frozen. Yeah, yeah. he gets lost. Yeah, amazing. He's, he's frozen like a popsicle. Frozen like a popsicle, yeah. yeah. Um, so late to uh, Ready Player One. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Yeah, yeah we watched um, the movie night one time. Okay, thank you for the reminder. <laughs> Long time ago. Um, that's, I guess, like probably the most that Leith knew about this movie. Oh. Um, so like a lot of the imagery from that movie where they go into the, the Shining... Universe, universe, or whatever, in oh, Ready Player yeah. One, like he remembered some of that, like the blood, because the characters in the Ready Player One actually get cut up, like, and they're floating in the blood. Oh, um, yeah. oh, it's been a long time. And then the somehow the old lady ends up with the axe out in the maze down in uh, in oh, Ready yeah. Player One. But anyhow, mm. like Lath was connecting the dots there. Well, but did he see Twister? Because the girls are in oh, Twister. Yeah. The same girls are? And the yeah. drive-in. Oh, and the, the drive-in. Yeah, 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 yeah. He'd seen it, but yeah, I don't guess he yeah, didn't put it together. Uh, that's so, the scariest scene to me of Twister, not because of the girls, but because it's in the dark. You see oh, yeah. the tornado coming. The, so I'm going to ruin uh, with the conspiracy theory about The Shining. <laughs> see if this changes your mind on it. All, right. All of this is in Wendy's head. Yeah, so I didn't read that theory. I heard that, but I haven't. Wendy has lost her mind. She's having oh, yeah. a schizophrenic episode. From the moment we see her, like even Danny brushing his teeth, or after that, uh, when they essentially when they get to the hotel, she, she starts to break. have a psychotic okay. break. Interesting. So that's why you know when Jack loses it at her, uh, and then he's back to normal, just typing away on his type. She's imagining all oh, these yeah. crazy things happening. What is the foundation of that theory? Like, or is that just? It's essentially the edits of the movie. Oh yeah, there are light switches in places and then they're not there and the next time you see them there's oh. light fixtures that are there and they're huh. they're not there the first time you see that area then they're there the second yeah. time there's all kinds of little 
things in the background that move. There's chairs that are there in one scene. And then when the camera turns back to Jack Nicholson, that chair's not there. And this is Stanley Kubrick. Right. He doesn't make mistakes, quote unquote. So people have come up with a theory that it's all in Wendy's mind. She's the one that choked Danny. She's the one causing all the issues, but it's all in her head. Yeah. And Jack's trying to... I've never heard that. Jack's trying to be in a remote hotel alone with a person have a psychotic break. Yeah, and I've seen movies that... How have, much you want to put in that, I don't know. Well, I've seen movies that have pulled that. There was a... Shutter Island and... Sure, and then there was a... Uh, Jack uh, Jack Cusack was a... Identity. John? Identity. Identity. John Cusack, yeah. Well, I thought it was very, very clever. Yeah. So if you're going to do that, do it. Oh, no, exactly. That's what I'm saying is if you have to fill in the blanks yeah. with something like that, you don't yeah. have the movie you think you do. Right, right. I, I thought Identity and uh, Shutter Island are sure. I, I, really enjoyable, and, and I enjoy the twist. And and, and even even uh, uh, I See Dead People. What's the name of that movie? Uh, Sixth Sense. Sixth Sense, right? Oh, my God, a neckbreaker twist at the end, right? I mean, and it's done brilliantly, and, and but the audience is rewarded with that knowledge yeah. at the end. Here, you're, if that's even the case, you're never given... Yeah. And I guess it's too artsy to actually tell the audience at the end that this is what's happened. You know, I don't know. Sure. I guess I, I, I much prefer, uh, I, I like those kind of things, but, but do them, you know, I mean, I don't yeah, know. No, I don't, I don't mind a movie that has a bit of a, an ambiguous ending and I got to think about it a little bit and, and keeps me thinking about it. But yeah, this, um, if that was, if the, if the, if the winning thing is true, yeah, he missed the mark. I don't, I don't think that's, I guess. I don't, yeah. Cause leaving the, like if he changed the script, you know, eight times a day or whatever it was. Oh yeah. Um, then he didn't then, have then a plan. He, he didn't have a plan, which right. explains light fixtures and well, who's to say he's not changing the set eight times a day too, right? Like yeah, yeah he didn't yeah, have a absolutely plan. True. So and, and we know how like movies work with the coverage and all that. That's why shit moves, right? That's why there's continuity errors, anyways, because they shoot all these things sure. over and over and over, and yeah. shit gets moved. Yeah, if you're changing it every day or so many times that your your actors stop reading, <laughs> you you one you've lost the confidence of your actors, and two. Who does that? That is not a sure. way, you know, if you're artistic, that's fine. You have an artistic vision. That's great. But how changing it every day. Uh, yeah. I mean, this thing gets made a couple years later with Val Kilmer in the, in the main role. This movie's not going to get finished. Yeah. Like he's going to walk out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, changing. Yeah. That, that to me is just flying by the seat of your pants and you don't have a plan even as an artist. You Whatever. Uh, anyway, that's, that's, the Shining. I don't. Any closing thoughts or any other? Uh, would have uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we spilled it all out. I so pass. Recommend consider. There was a time when I would have recommended this movie. Um, now I think if you just want to see the best parts, just go to YouTube and watch Jack Nicholson's several scenes and be done. Uh, you know, watch it once. Okay, fine. But I don't. I I in good conscience cannot recommend it as a movie that. Is really worth your time at this point. Not when there's YouTube and clips. I, I would say you at least got to watch it once, uh, so you can watch Doctor Sleep. Yeah, because Doctor Sleep is a tremendous movie. Yeah, and I would highly recommend that one. This one, I would. I'm probably not going to watch it very much anymore, but yeah. it's worth a one watch at least. Yeah, kind of in the same boat. Like I think if you're if you're looking for. You know, checking off classics on your on your list, or you're checking off horror movies, and yeah, watch it. But if it's you know outside of that, yeah, it's not a movie that to me holds up, and and there's a lot of value for multiple viewings. Right. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. I 
this was my pick. Um, I've only seen it a couple of times. I never bought it until just now because I don't prefer that over Stephen King's version of The Shining, the miniseries. But I do recommend watching The Shining if you want to see a, a um, haunted house horror movie, yeah. whatever. Uh, I, like you said, it's a classic. Um, yes. It's a classic because Kubrick heads make it a classic. Well, and, and, all right. Jack Nicholson's yeah. performance. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Watch yes. It. All right. So, okay. However, in the actor's studio, if you're one of those types, then yes, Jack Nicholson is the only redeeming thing I think about this movie. But you're not going to this movie for the story. No. Is what, you're, what we're saying. Right. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But if you're a fan of Stephen King and you want to see um, what he intended from his book, I haven't read his book, but from what I understand, um, the Stephen King uh, TV series version is is more like it. It is three disc basically um, because it was a three night, two hour each night series. Yeah. Um, it does actually take place and is filmed in the Stanley Hotel, which is where Stephen King got the inspiration for yes. the movie. He stayed there. Yeah. It's on my bucket list to to visit. Oh, y'all never been there? No. No. Been there. Oh, oh cool. my yeah. goodness. To the Stanley or the, to the Stanley. Okay. Overlook, I don't think. The Overlook real. is in Oregon it's, it's, it's or somewhere. Too, though, right? No, the the Overlook is in Oregon or something and the out shot outside shots they only filmed there but it actually they filmed the Shining movie Studio. in England, London England or something, or something. Oh, nice. okay. so it wasn't uh, okay. there is really a hotel like that and they built a set like the one in Stanley Kubrick's but that's in a different state gotcha. I'm, I think I'm confusing the the real one I guess the yeah. Stanley the with, Stanley with the is I in I was combining one in my head. yeah the Stanley we went on a ghost tour there that's really and cool. good news for Philip <laughs> they have a channel on their TV that plays The Shining 24-7. Oh, yeah. I heard that. So <laughs> I did hear that. That's crazy. So, um, yeah. <laughs> and, and there are, I, I just listened to one podcast. Um, let me see what the name of it. The Haunted Road with um, Amy Bruni. Um, another podcast slash ghost show that I watch. Uh, anyway, she just did last week an episode about the Stanley Hotel. So um, all kinds of information about that, but I mean, watch them both. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I might, I might go, go so far as consider. Well, you know, but the, but. if you if you like haunted movies or haunted house, there's a lot more ghost, I think, in in Stephen mm-hmm. King's version. Sure. Uh, to me, it's more fun. Yeah. Not as bad language like in the other one. Yeah. So. I think less pornographic paintings. Oh my! Yeah. yeah well, I, I, that, then all that's Kubrick, and you, you know, symbolism, and I don't know what. I think King is by far the more competent storyteller. So if you're looking for a competent story, Stephen King's The Shining, oh, yeah, as a as a competent storyteller, is far superior to. In the book, let me ask you right quick, since y'all have read the book, did the book end like this movie ends with the boiler blowing up, mm-hmm. but Danny um, actually encouraged his father to let it blow up? Did it do that? Did they do that? Did- his father, his father winds up being a hero because he he ends yeah, up being a hero. That's the thing in the book. He kind of comes out of it a little yeah. bit and was like, "I gotta 
He destroys Joe. the hotel and the ghost to, 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 yeah, to let Danny right. and them get away. He destroys everything. And then it ends with, um, and Dick lives yeah. and yeah. attends his high school. It ends with the high school graduation, I think it is, with Danny in the movie. Yeah, and it, it turns out, I don't know if it's in the movie or not, but in the book, uh, Tony is Danny 10 years in the future. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. And that, this one... Movie that's how, and, and um, like I said, I haven't read it, so I was hoping that's how it was. If that's the way I, it is. That the the yeah. Stephen King's The Shining miniseries is a lot closer. Very to faithful, the book. Yeah, well, yeah. Stephen King's in it, and he wrote. And the, he must approve. He wrote, yeah. yeah. And uh, but um, yeah, that was one thing because a lot of times I have a problem with how Stephen King ends his stories, but this one I actually I thought that has to be one of the best endings if if. His father is actually the hero. In, yeah, it, in the, it's, a, it's a good. Yeah, that's how it story. ends. Is Jack Torrance is the hero? He goes down there and is with it when it explodes. Yeah, to save yeah. his family. Yeah, yeah, and that to me, like uh, in the the Doctor Sleep book, like I said, the sequel is great. Um, and obviously, he one of the biggest differences from the movie Doctor Sleep in the the book is the hotel does blow up in the book world, so he can't go back to it. Right. Where in the movie, he, he as a grown man, Danny goes back to oh, it. And I, I thought that was. One of the things was really, really cool that they like in hindsight, you know, them deciding not to blow it up in the in the in the sure. in the movie, like being able to yeah. for a movie wise having that iconic, you know, yeah. uh, and Doctor Sleep the book they go back again. to the site of the hotel that it exploded. Okay. Yeah, but so, not, not the same. Like he's walking around the same halls and yeah, looking in the at movie, in the movie he's walking around the same halls, looking at the door that has red rum and the hole in it from the axe, like all oh, of that oh, stuff. Oh, it's oh. really good movie. Yeah, yeah, good. Well, I'm gonna go back and watch uh, Stanley Kubrick's Shining then, and then I'm gonna rent um, Doctor Sleep. Yes, you're gonna like Doctor Sleep a lot. Yeah. All right, well, I'll check it out. Yeah. So. All right. But yeah, I guess consider was the word, Phil. Yeah, consider it if you're looking for classics or you know a horror. But yeah, you know. yeah. All right. Anything <laughs> else? Nope. All right. That is the uh, the shining. Happy Halloween. Yeah. So enjoy this in October. All right. We are out. The rift started between Stephen King and Stanley Kubrick almost immediately. Yeah. And what I like are about four scenes from Jack Nicholson. He just seems kind of like a down-and-out loser a little bit. And if you're a writer and you think there's such a thing as writer's block, then you're full of shit, okay? It's a blue-collar, grinded-out story, and Stephen King doesn't F around, right? Sure, right. A twisty ride that's going to go off the rails. Well, I'm sure it's artistic and you just don't get it. Yeah. We're all going to have a real good time. (laughs) I'm going to murder my family to be a famous author. He is going to resist the three-act structure. Come play with us, Dan. Yeah, what a <laughs> nice. No evil on Sunday. You know? Kubrick was changing the script constantly. The script was allegedly changed so many times during production, even a couple of times a day, that Jack Fuck. Nicholson uh, simply stopped reading it. Yeah. What's the point? 